0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. I'm Jenna Wolf. Nick Wright. All smiles this morning. Kevin is here. We got Brian Westbrook with us this morning. We'll get to you in a second, Nick. But coming up on a Tuesday morning, among our big story, don't expect a humbled Cam Newton this season because he is not. Hey, who do you think is more important for the Lakers to win a title this season? LeBron? or ad we will discuss and should the yankees be favorites to win the world series this year because they are co-favorites we'll talk about that but we begin on this tuesday morning with 500 million reasons why it is good to be patrick mahomes today the chiefs signed their all everything quarterback to the richest contract in sports history 10 years Worth up to half a billion dollars. GM Brett Veach, happy to have his guy locked in. Show host Jenna Wolf, happy to work with a die hard oh. Chiefs fan. So, Nick writes, my friend, Mahomes didn't need to sign right now, but clearly he wanted to. So, let's take a step back and, and look at this marriage of the two of them together. Do you think this deal is, is better for Mahomes or is it better for the Kansas City Chiefs?
1: Well, I think it's outstanding for all parties involved, yours truly included, but it is better for the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the ultimate winners in this because the best player in the sport, the most talented player maybe ever to play his position, made an affirmative choice at age 24 that he wants to spend the entirety of the prime of his career in Kansas City, Missouri, playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. It is stunning for a team that for 50 years was looking for a quarterbacks from Lynn Dawson to Mahomes. For a team who prior to Mahomes, the last quarterback they drafted to win a game for the franchise was Todd Blackledge. To now not only have the best player in the league on their team, not only have a Super Bowl under their belt, but to have that player... Sign an unprecedented contract. And listen, it's not like Mahomes did charity for the organization. It's unprecedented in his favor yeah. as well. Most injury guarantees ever. There's a rolling guarantee, basically. His future salary and roster bonuses vest a year early. So he'll, every year he plays will be a guaranteed year. So he has em- uh, nearly half a billion dollars of financial security. But when we're hearing, Far inferior players, such as Dak Prescott, the Cowboys want him to sign for five, and he only wants to sign for four. Deshaun Watson, who isn't a far inferior player, but is a lesser player who does not, I believe, trust his franchise, so he doesn't want to sign very long-term. When you're seeing those negotiations go on, Wilds, while Patrick Mahomes, the best player in the sport, says... Sign me up till my mid-30s. I trust the franchise. It is an A-plus win for Mahomes. It is an A-quadruple-plus win, Wilds, for the Chiefs franchise and for my hometown, the city of Kansas City. See, see I, I was expecting way more gloating here, Brian,
2: because 24 hours ago... Nick Wright had his head in his hands, saying he was so mad still about Cam Newton, and I was, I was all smiles, and Nick was miserable miserable and lori tweeted out my clip on how happy i was of Cam, and i didn't even get a chance to retweet it until i saw this patrick mahomes (laughs) news break and i was like you know what this is not how the world is supposed to work we're not supposed to reward a grown man pouting on tv yesterday (laughs) with getting his franchise quarterback for 12 more years but unlike you nick i am happy for you and brian i think i'm happy even as a patriots fan i'm happy for all nfl fans I think one of the cornerstones of the NFL is continuity of quarterbacks. I can get in and root for Aaron Rodgers for 15 years. I can root for Brett Favre for decades. I can root for Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, and we can let these storylines develop. Hopefully, Lamar signs a big deal, and we can see that for a long, long time. I'm very happy for you, Nick. And, Brian, I'm happy for myself, even though I'm a Patriots fan. Kevin, if it only takes
3: Nick pouting just for a day or so, to get this type of contract, then I need I Nick you, to be my point. agent and I need him to be my power <laughs> as well because I want this type of money. You know, when you're in NFL locker rooms and these types of contracts come across the waiver line, you're always saying, wow. And really, this has never happened. But you say, this is baseball money. This is A-Rod money back in 07 when he got that big deal from the Yankees. This is the type of money yeah. that you just marvel at because not just because of the, the amount of years, which I think it feels like it's unprecedented unprecedented but also the amount of money think about this and I think this is where Nick may be a little bit delusional as far as the Chiefs having the better end of it because I think Patrick Mahomes has a much better end of it he's 24 years old he's only started 36 games in his career he had two years left on his deal and he got a team to commit to him in the league where you have a bunch of injuries every single year at the quarterback position for 10 additional years on top of the 10 years of his contract to me that's amazing in and of itself I I respect Andy Reid I respect respect Brett Beach and a whole lot I've been with those guys I, I, I spent a lot of time with both of those guys and I'm just still shocked because they saying they want Patrick Mahomes for 10 years and listen 10 years is a long time think about this in 2010 Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl he was 27 years old and in my mind I'm saying you know what Aaron Rodgers is going to lead this Packer teams to multiple Super Bowls in the next 10 years or so and now over the last 10 years you're talking about from 2010 to 2020 at this point they've only had 13 playoff games he's only won six of those games so when you're talking about a 10-year Uh-oh. commitment that's a long time and you're also saying that you want this one player for a long time and Nick I, I, I agree with you. It's a great deal at this point, but 10 years is a very
1: long time. But even with the lack of Super Bowl success for the Packers, they would, they would have in 2010 signed up for 10 more years of Aaron Rodgers. It's what they ended up getting. I, a couple things here. The, the numbers are confusing because they were reported almost in stages. Here's the simplest way to look at it and why it's such a great deal for the Chiefs. They just got Patrick Mahomes to add 10 years to the two years he already had left on his deal, and they only increased their salary cap this year by $600,000. He has two years left on his rookie deal, then it's essentially a five-year, $200 million deal, and then a five-year, $250 million deal. So he's going to make $40 million a year over the first five of the extension, 50 million a year over the next five of the extension in a world where Dak might be getting 38 million here in a week or so. It is an immense bargain. And it does show immense faith by Mahomes that the franchise is going to continue to surround him with weapons. This deal might allow them to sign Chris Jones long term if that's what they want to do. And he couldn't be in better hands, Jenna, with Andy Reid, Brett Veach, who's been planning for this moment for years, and the weapons around him, he couldn't be in a better
0: spot. And quickly before we move on, we've been talking for weeks about how we'll never see another dynasty like we saw in New England with the great coach and the great quarterback all locked in for years and years. And now you have that with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and a great organization that fully supports both of those guys. And we'll discuss this a little later, but maybe we are seeing the beginning of what's to come. I think that's what I love oh, so boy. much about this. All right, let's talk a little bit more about bang for your buck with this contract. Our friends over at Fox Bet have set the over-under at one and a half scenes like this. One video. and a half Super Bowl wins for Mahomes and the Chiefs over the next 12 years. Wilds, it's why we keep running it. All right, Nick, one and a half. So, how many Super Bowls does Mahomes do you think need to win for this deal to be considered a success?
1: Well, if they, if he wins one more, he has more than Rodgers, more than Manning, one with Indy, more than Breeze has, uh, more than Steve Young. If if he wins two more, if he hits the over on this then he's in the rarefied areas more than John Elway, same as Troy Aikman. And obviously, if he wins three more, then only Brady has, has more total Super three Bowls more. than him. I, Wilds, I saw you rolling your eyes at the dynasty part of it. And Jenna's right. We can talk more about that later. And I don't know how we're going to define dynasty. But for this to be a resounding, no-doubt success, over the next 12 years, they got to win two of them. They have to hit the over on this. I think over the next 12 years, they're going to win three of them, at a minimum. I think they will win 25% of the Super Bowls that is won during the life of this contract. That would put them at four. But if they only win one more over the next 12 years, then I think people would say it was a good deal, but not a great deal. I think they have to hit the over on the Fox bet number wilds for this to be considered a resounding success of a contract for the organization. See, th- this sounds extreme, but I think the answer is zero. I, I think you're okay having Aaron
2: Rodgers, an Aaron Rodgers type run here, where you're always in the conversation. You're a two-time MVP. You- you're 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 relevant for an entire decade. I don't know. And Nick, you're the big like, don't count the rings. You can still be better and not have the rings, like. Football, he has very, very little control whether or not get the rings or not. Like, God knows I love Brady. I've got a, a, a shrine of Brady right here. It's right next to my Westbrook shrines over there. Brady shrines right here. <laughs> <laughs> those, those Super Bowls, Vinatieri got a Super Bowl. The defense got a Super Bowl. Like, I don't know if you can put this all on Patrick Mahomes and say, like, ah, it's not going to be a success if the guy doesn't win a Super Bowl, Brian.
3: You know, Kevin, when, when I hear a guy gets this type of money, And you're the best player at the most important position in football. To me, I think it is all about the Super Bowls. And if you tell me he's only won one Super Bowl in the next 12 years, I would be disappointed. To me, I think the number has to be he needs to get three more Super Bowls in the next 12 years. And I know that's a lofty goal, Nick. But I I think it's true. Here's the deal. You have Peyton Manning, obviously, with a couple of Super Bowls. You have Tom Brady with six. You have uh, Joe Montana with four and Terry Bradshaw with four. You want to get into that over three number. And so that's more than Troy Aikman, who obviously had a dynasty down there in Dallas. And so you have to get into that air because, again, we're talking about a guy that's 24 years old. And when you combine him with Andy Reid, just like... Uh, Tom Brady was combined with Bill Belichick, just like Joe Montana was combined with uh, Bill Walsh. To me, that equals success. You have a quarterback and a coach, and if you can't find a way to win with those two pieces, then it's just going to be hard to win any other way. Here's the other thing, and I'm going to push back on your earlier point, Nick. When you talked about now that they have Patrick Mahomes under contract, that they have the ability to go out and get other players, I'm questioning that just a little bit. This is a lot of money uh, on the Chiefs' books, how do they have the ability to go get quality veterans do they have the ability to go get guys that can help them right away or do they have to be successful in each and every draft and get young players to ball out for them to be successful for their football team because when i hear quarterback signing for this type of money i think of joe flacco i think of drew brees and i found it hard for baltimore as well as uh, new orleans to build teams around those types of players After they got paid in the type of manner that Patrick Mahomes did just yesterday.
1: Well, the problem for Flacco is he stunk with Breeze. They obviously were incredibly close (laughs) each last three years and had (laughs) devastating playoff losses, and they never were able to draft the right players on defense. But I agree. Listen, Brett Beach is going to have to draft incredibly well. There is no there is no argument there. But and I understand Wild's point which is as a sports fan you really just want your team to always be relevant to always be in it and the Chiefs guarantee over the next decade by having Mahomes they'll always be in it but right. I if you were to ask me right now if I could lock in Peyton Manning's entire career as with so the Broncos and the Colts As Patrick Mahomes' career in Kansas City. So that means five MVPs, four trips to the Super Bowl, two championships. I'm going to get that exact career or roll the dice and see what comes. I'm going to roll the dice because he's more talented than Peyton. You're right, Wilds. Brady did win a Super Bowl on Vinatieri and a Super Bowl on the defense. Luckily, Mahomes is more talented than him, too. He has played in 36 career games. He has put his team in the lead in the fourth quarter in 34 of them. Every single playoff game he's ever played in, the Chiefs have had a lead with less than two minutes remaining. They blew one of them, and then DeFord was offsides, and the whole thing went to hell. But reset oh, yeah. had, uh, regardless, I guess, I don't know, allegedly. <laughs> Point is, I, it, I, if you were to tell me he only wins one more Super Bowl, Jenna, I, I would be disappointed. And that's not because it's unrealistic expectations. It's because he's the most talented player in the history of the sport.
0: Welcome back. So the 2020 baseball season will begin on Thursday, July 23rd. And MLB on Fox returns on July 25th with Fox Saturday Baseball. We could not be more excited. Baseball's back. And, of course, America's home for baseball this summer, as always, will be Fox and FS1. Back here with Chris Broussard now. So, guys, the 60-game schedules, they were released yesterday. This is awesome. There's a great Saturday quadruple header on Fox and on FS1. Nick, I'm going to start with you. You had a chance to take a look at all the games. Not sure you laminated a schedule yet for baseball, but is there one specifically you're looking forward to, a matchup you like?
1: Yeah, 60, te- 60 games, 30 teams. So we're talking about it'd be too many games for me. It'd be 900 games. There's no way I can I pick all those up games. I But I will tell you, I'll pick one of the games on that with a Saturday quadruple header. Giants-Dodgers. To me, the Dodgers are the most interesting team in the league this year. They've got one of the most interesting players in Mookie Betts. They're my pick to win the World Series. So the game I'm going to circle is right on that quadruple header a couple days into the season opening. The Giants and Dodgers, maybe the best rivalry outside of Red Sox-Yankees in the whole sport. I'll be rooting for the Dodgers, and I, that's the game I'm looking for, Wilds. Oh, well, look at this game, Nick.
2: August 13th, the Field of Dreams game. Titanic. Oh, I'm going to take off the show that day. <laughs> I'm going to just show up at the truck pro bono, be like, what's Wilds doing here? I'm like, I'm here to produce. I'm in love with this game. I'd be like, where's Moonlight Graham? Can we get him coming out of the field? I'm going to go out and choke on a hot dog and have a player save my life. It's going to be ah. fantastic, Sard.
0: And wait, 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 look, that's I my love... half birthday, August 13th. So I'm excited too. Go okay, ahead, please start well, having those things. Your half yeah. birthday?
4: What is I've never heard that's of a half one. birthday. But <laughs> in, anyway, look, I'm excited about starting the season with uh, Yankees and the Nationals. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. Yankees somehow won 103 games last year with all the injuries. Now they're presumably healthy. We saw Aaron Judge yesterday say, I'm back. I'm ready. John Carlos Stanton seems ready. Stanton played, uh, missed all but, what, 18 games last year. Judge yep. missed about 60. With those two in the lineup, I'm thinking through 60 games, the Yankees can stay healthy. And then you're facing, to start it off, the pitching staff of the Nationals, obviously opening up with Max Scherzer. But the game that's on Fox, July 25th, World Series MVP Steven Strasburg, against that Yankees lineup I can't wait to see that one
0: Broussard fired up for a little baseball this morning all right let's not talk half birthdays let us talk about the fact that baseball is not the only sport right around the corner three weeks away from the NBA restart one of the teams to beat coming in the Lakers why LeBron James obviously But wait, is it obvious? Because yesterday during a Zoom call with reporters, Jared Dudley caught some people by surprise when he said it's not AD, well, it's not LeBron rather, but AD who will be the most critical part of the team's quest for a title in the bubble. Nick, does he have a point? Anthony Davis is actually the most critical part of this team moving forward here this season?
1: No, but I understand what he's trying to do and I understand what he's saying. Quick note for the viewers. I've got a special reward for you at the very, very end of this no segment, boy. so I don't normally do it mid-segment promos, but at the very end of the wow. segment, if you stick through it, I've got something for you. But on this specific point, <laughs> <gonna> wow. listen, <laughs> Great team. we know what we're getting from LeBron. We know what we're getting from LeBron come the playoffs. It's quite simply the greatest show in sports. It is an annual tradition. Last year, it was we were deprived of it. But every year for the last decade, post-2011, we have the best player ever playing his best basketball at the most important time, its the most reliable, best thing in sports television, Le- playoff LeBron James. Anthony Davis is a little more of a question mark, not because, Wilds, he hasn't been great in the postseason. His averages all go up in the postseason. Points, rebounds, blocks, they all go up. But the sample size is minute, only 13 games. And he's never played a single playoff series where his team was the favorite. Now, every series huh. he plays, his team will be the favorite. Every series he plays, they will be the hunted instead of the hunter. And you—and the immense pressure that he will feel because you know what you're getting from LeBron. And specifically... Every tough matchup the Lakers could have, his job changes, Wilds. Against Houston, it would be, listen, you have to play center. We know you don't like it. They're going small. We can go small better if you play center. Against the Clippers, you've got to exploit their lack of size and dominate offensively. Against the Bucks. You, If if you want us to play a center with you, then you're going to have to guard Giannis a lot or else the matchups don't work. So each series, his responsibility changes, and the expectations for him are different than they've ever been. So, no, the the most critical piece is obviously LeBron, but he's also the most reliable piece. So I think what Jared Dudley is saying is for us to win the title, we need Anthony Davis, playoff Anthony Davis, to be similar to playoff LeBron, and that's more of a question mark, Wilds. But isn't that obvious? Like, the other question that we could have
2: here is like, is Jared Dudley trying to send messages to Anthony Davis, like how LeBron used to send messages to Kevin Love? Just weird. I'm gonna put up this head-scratcher of a quote, Bursar. Check this one out. It said, uh, hold on a second. I love this quote. We're going to need him to be physical. We're gonna need him to be dominant defensively, I don't have any worry. And offensively, it's not a worry. I just want him to be aggressive. So special teams is going to be a challenge, Broussard, for Anthony Davis. But I don't know what Jared Dudley is
0: doing here.
2: He's one of the... Anthony well, Davis is one of the greatest players of all time, and now you have to give him messages through the media?
4: No, Jared realized mid-quote, okay, yep. offense is really a little yep. bit of a concern... But I can't say that because he's our guy. We need. We, I don't want to say that about him. So, look, he's right. Okay. Defensively, you know absolutely what you're getting from Anthony Davis. The offense and when he delivers the offense is the concern. Now, except Nick had a great point. Nick, everything Nick said was on point, except for the strange intro about some annual tradition, despite it not happening <laughs> last year. And I don't know if that's possible to be an annual tradition that didn't happen last year but nonetheless he was right on point um anthony davis is the key it's not saying lebron's not the best player lebron's not the most important player we all know that he is and nick's right he's going to deliver but against the clippers nicks wants to keep acting like this isn't an automatic against the clippers in the western oh, conference man. finals anthony davis is the key again we know what lebron's gonna do he's gonna be great however They've got some good matchups from, Le- from LeBron. I don't think LeBron will just take over this series and destroy everybody because you got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Marcus Morris, others you can throw on LeBron. Anthony Davis, the Clippers don't really have a great matchup for him. So he's going to have to be dominant. And look, he hasn't been. He's averaged 26 points against the Clippers in this season, which is three games. Very good. However... How, well, it's good until the fourth quarter. That's the problem. In the fourth quarter, he's got eight total points in the three games in 21 wow. minutes. That's when they're going to need Anthony Davis to step up and take over. I was saying all year, get Davis used to being the fourth quarter guy because against the Clippers, he's going to have to exploit whoever they put on him. If it's a big, take him outside. If it's a small, Take him inside. He didn't do it during the regular season. That is critical.
1: So, listen, as is often the case, Broussard's half right uh, in this regard. If the Clippers are fortunate enough to make the Western Conference Finals, which I don't think they will, they have built their team focused on guarding LeBron and totally neglected guarding any type of big. And so, if you listen, if you think not, not you, Broussard, but the general public, if you, if you think Montrez Harrell can check Anthony Davis, good luck to you. If Ivica Zubac, who Magic Johnson famously gifted to the Clippers, if you think he can check Anthony That's Davis, good. I'd love to see it. Joe Kim Noah, you want to dust the cobwebs yes. and wave the smoke away from him? I'd love to <laughs> see last, that guys. too. I don't see That's any smoke. of that happening. So. <laughs> I agree with you, Bruce And if we do get Clippers-Lakers, that is going to have to be a series where Anthony Davis not only is more aggressive offensively, but more <clears throat> aggressive down on the block. Not taking a bunch of jump shots, but using his size and strength advantage because the Clippers are a bunch. They would be the greatest 6'8 and under team ever. But it's the NBA. You've got some 7-footers to deal with. And Anthony Davis needs to exploit that edge, Jenna. That was just, that
4: was a long-winded way of saying, Chris, you're right. I mean, he went all around the mall before admitting that I was right, Nick. And and I don't know, look, I love AD, but does he have it in him? That's what Jared Dudley is saying. We know what everybody else is going to give us, especially LeBron. Does AD have it in him? I'm not saying he doesn't. But does he have it in him to take over, not be good in the fourth, but be dominant in the fourth quarter against the Clippers?
1: Wilds, you said something I thought was interesting, though, which is you thought Anthony Davis was, uh, I'm sorry, Jared Dudley was essentially sending messages through the media to Anthony Davis I, listen, Dudley was added to this team for a lot of off-the-court stuff as much as on-the-court stuff. He's obviously yeah. not a big part of the rotation. Do, did you think that this was him stepping out of bounds, or did you think this was him filling his role? No. Well, no, that's definitely—I always thought Jared was a fascinating guy, and,
2: and specifically on the Lakers, he has talked about being like the ultimate bench guy, and maybe, some, maybe Anthony Davis responds to that. Um, Anthony Davis also talked about, like, needing to self-motivate with no fans in the crowd. So, Broussard, just real quick, I know we have to go to break. Oh, and we have Nick's tease that he's been teasing for six minutes, so we yes. want to get to that. Um, <laughs> what are you actually saying? Do you, are you saying, like, Anthony Davis doesn't have it as a superstar, just, is going to choke in the fourth quarter? Like, like, really put it out there, Broussard.
4: No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we haven't seen it. As Nick okay. pointed out, he hasn't been in this situation and he didn't do it this year in the regular season against the Clippers. I know he's got the ability, but does he have the mentality to go out there and just take over in the fourth quarter? That's what I want to see.
1: All right, now to pay off the tease from earlier. Here August 13th is the Field of Dreams game. Um, August 13th, can you put Jenna Wolf on camera, please, with me? Uh, Jenna Wolf, <laughs> asserted to the America. August 13th is her half birthday. It's
0: a big deal. Jenna day. Wolf, I'm not yes.
1: asking you what year. Jenna Wolf, what is your actual birthday?
0: February 26th. My half birthday. February?
1: Hold on. No, nope, nope, nope. Don't explain it. I just need America to know <laughs> Jenna Wolf is adamant that her half birthday is August 13th, down And her actual birthday yep. is February 26th. If you pass want to ex- explain year, why, Nick. DM her on Instagram. Is that how it works, <laughs>
0: Hey, tomorrow, Texans legend Andre Johnson joining us to talk some football. We're going to chat with the seven-time Pro Bowl receiver tomorrow morning right here on First Things First. Back here at Brian Westbrook. Our top story this morning, Patrick Mahomes and his new deal with the Chiefs, the richest deal in sports history, 10-year extension worth up to $503 million. Well, Mahomes posted a social media hype video shortly after signing that ended in fairly simple terms or chasing a dynasty. Nick, you surprised that Mahomes has the mindset of publicly chasing a dynasty after signing this record-setting deal?
1: No. Of course not. They should already have one. I mean, if if <laughs> D Ford's 3 inches 3 inches further back, oh my goodness. They've got back-to-back Super Bowls. I mean, they, I mean <laughs> they they listen, the guys played 36 games in his career they've had a lead in the fourth quarter in 34 of them they've lost eight times in his career once they've lost because he was bad that was the colts game can we just show what patrick mahomes in losses looks like that's patrick mahomes in losses a 109 rating the team averages 31 points per game show his eight losses Because what you're going to notice in this are two things. One is, the offense was excellent in every game except for one. Week five against the Colts, when Mahomes was hurt, Hill and Watkins didn't play. That's the only game in his whole career the offense has been shut down. And as Emmanuel Acho, FS1's newest hire, and shout out to Emmanuel, who's doing a great job on speak, as he pointed out yesterday, you know what all those losses have in common? All of them, by seven points or less. The dude won an MVP and a Super Bowl before he ever was blown out once. He's, he hadn't been blown out since Texas Tech, Brian. So, of course, they're going for a dynasty. They got the best player. They have one of the three best coaches. They have one of the best wide receivers. They have the best tight end. They brought back nearly everyone uh, 20 of 22 but do you starters. Say it?
0: Do you say it? Do you come what? out and say yeah. it, Nick?
1: Yeah, why would you not what? say it? Speak it into existence. It's the truth. Like, why? Brian, of Ask course you say it. That's what they're going
3: Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, that's fine. When you sign a 10-year deal, it's all about a dynasty. And to me, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, that's the only thing that I'm thinking about. I'm the best player at the premier position in our game. Of course I'm talking about a dynasty. To me, I wouldn't have a problem with him speaking about chasing the Patriots, chasing people that have done it before. Because he's not only talking to his fans, but he's really talking to the guys around him. He's talking to the players inside that locker room that are now put on notice that, hey, we have our quarterback signed up. He's chasing a dynasty. So I need to up my level of play. I need to up my level of preparation. But here's three things you have to have for a dynasty. You have to have health. Over a 10-year period, you're going to have some injuries to not probably Mahomes every now and then, but some other positions that are key positions for this football team. You're going to need continuity, and I'm talking about players around Mahomes as well as coaching staff. I think Andy Reid will be around for much of these a lot of these 10 years. I think the players will turn around, uh, turn over just a bit. But you also need to be able to draft well. Brett Veach is going to have his hands full with drafting well because you're going to have to make sure that you have young players surrounding Mahomes because it's going to be hard with this type of contract to put older players with big-time contracts around Mahomes. But if you do all those things, I think you have a chance of of completing this dynasty wish that Mahomes have. And, and I don't have that um, that um that graphic that you have there, Nick. But one of the things that I kind of looked at uh, in that graphic of the games that Mahomes lost, was how many points the defense gave up? They gave up. It looked like over thirty points in each of those games, in separate yep. ones. I think was a Colts game. And the one thing that you have to make sure, no matter how good your quarterback is, he can he can put up thirty-five points a game. But if your defense is giving up thirty-six points a game, then you're not going to be able to win. The last year, the defense for the the Chiefs uh, was very good, especially down the stretch. They have to make sure that that defense doesn't continue to give up points. And I think they figured that out with Steve Spagnola as a defensive coordinator.
2: So I like when you talked about the Patriots, Brian, and I like the idea of chasing a dynasty with the idea that the Patriots dynasty is still going. It's still a train rolling down the tracks that the Chiefs are running after, Nick. But here's what you said earlier. You said that you want Mahomes to get three more. So, like, there's only so many Super Bowls to go around. So these people are going to get Super Bowls. Belichick's probably going to get another one. Lamar's probably going to get one. Is Russ going to get one? Probably. Kyle Shanahan, yesterday we were talking about him being Bill Walsh. He needs one. Some random college quarterback or high school quarterback, basically Patrick Mahomes 2.0, he'll probably get one. And, of course, Taysom Hill. Nick, your guy Taysom Hill will probably get one or two. So I just think there's not going to be enough Super Bowls to go around for you to get three more Super Bowls for Patrick Mahomes.
1: All right, so here's the thing. I'm going to disregard the Taysom Hill nonsense and let's just throw Deshaun Watson in there. That's six names. Sure. Okay, there's six. That means six more for Patrick. Now, I was being, trying to be conservative here, <laughs> if we're talking about over 12 years, and say three. Listen, he, th- there is, you, you obviously can't predict the future, but he is in the best position, and the Chiefs are in the best position anyone can be in. And, Brian, I understand your concern about being able to surround him with talent. But the way they structured this contract, not to get too in the woods on it, his cap hit is less than $30 million each of the next three years. It is then $40 million the next four years. So you have seven years before his cap hit really explodes. And by then, we don't know what the salary cap is going to be. And so I just think that Like, we have to define what a dynasty is. Like, did the Seahawks have a dynasty? No. If they would have won that second Super Bowl, would they have maybe a mini one? I think a dynasty is at least three championships within a relatively, like, a six-year window. Do I think the Chiefs will get that? Of course I think they're going to get that. They should have two. They're about to have two here in six months. So, they'll be two-thirds of the way there, Brian. So... And I, I, I think when we talk Super Bowl hangover, like the way you make sure you don't have a Super Bowl hangover, you know who wasn't talking Dynasty? Philly. They were just happy they got their one. The way you don't worry about a hangover, Brian, is if you say we haven't achieved our goal yet.
3: I'll, I'll stop you there. Philly did think they were trying to build a dynasty. Their head coach, Doug Peterson, came out and said, listen, this should be the new norm, and that has not happened for Philadelphia. And they also had a quarterback that they thought was going to be on a high level similar, mm. probably not at the Patrick Mahomes level, but they thought that Carson Wentz was going to be the guy that was going to take him to that dynasty. Yeah. And when you think about it, he hasn't because of the injury. We have talked about health earlier. Here's the thing that Patrick Mahomes has that a lot of quarterbacks don't walk into, especially where he was drafted at. They don't have the best tight end in the game. They don't have the type of speed that Tyreek Hill has. And they normally don't have the type of coaching they get from Andy Reid. And so, Patrick Mahomes was drafted in the perfect position. And again, I think this is what helps you build that dynasty and that's why i think it's absolutely okay for him to say that we're chasing a dynasty i want my quarterback hungry i want my quarterback saying these types of things because it's going to help everyone else chase the same type of thing that's what that's how dynasties are built in the locker room just imagine tom brady in the offseason he may not have come out and said on on social media or anything like that but in the offseason i guarantee when they're having those workouts he's talking about building something bigger than just winning one championship. That's exactly what Patrick Mahomes is doing. And I think that's how you do it.
2: So, Brian, how does that fit with Mahomes in the Super Bowl? was like one play at a time. And Belichick is always like, we're on to Cincinnati or whoever, or one game at a time. How does that, how do those two things fit together when you've got to look out 10 years, we're going to build a dynasty, we need to win two Super Bowls, three Super Bowls to be considered successful, and just taking it one game at a time?
3: Well, in the off-season, especially after you get paid like this for a 10-year period, and that's uh, 10 years added to his two years that he had remaining on his contract it's absolutely fair to talk about a dynasty and what you're going to do in years to come. During the regular season, during the season, now you have to focus week to week, practice to practice. You have to continue to improve to get better. And so in the offseason, kind of, I feel, that all bets are off. Say whatever you want as long as you're out there working. And again, this is not a message just to the fans. This is a message to his teammates and to his coaches alike. They want to make sure, and Patrick Mahomes want to make sure, that everyone is on the same mindset. But once you get into the season, Everything is condensed, it's all week to week, and I need to focus on the next game that we have ahead of me and getting better from our last game. The
0: 2020 baseball season begins Thursday, July 23rd on MLB on Fox, returns July 25th with Fox Saturday. Baseball, we couldn't be more excited. Baseball's back, America's home for baseball this summer. As always, Fox on FS1. And the 60 game schedules were released yesterday. Amazing quadruple header on the 25th on Fox and FS1. Nick, you got a player that you're most excited to watch this year?
1: Yeah, Mookie Betts. It's just such a fascinating situation. The Dodgers trade... All this for Mookie Betts and David Price. David Price now looks like he's not going to play. It's a shortened season. Mookie Betts, the best player in the National League, four straight years, top ten in the MVP, three gold gloves, three four gold gloves, three silver sluggers. The only player in baseball better than him is Mike Trout. And so to see him in Los Angeles with the Dodgers, a team that's been on the precipice of the World Series year after yeah. year and can't break through wilds, that's what I'm looking forward to see. To see. Yeah, you, you, Nick, you know I'm a big Ted Williams guy. I even read Ted Williams fishing books.
2: I'm on the hunt for 400 to see if anybody can do it. Now, since the wild card era, only a few guys have gotten close. Larry Walker at 417, Joe Maurer, Chipper Jones, Tony Gwynn, Mike Piazza. The closest person that we've had that's currently playing is Cody Bellinger. He hit 376. So I'm interested in the shortened season when every game is important and pitchers, we don't know, quite know how they're going to react. Can Cody Bellinger hit 400 for the year, Brian? So you guys went with with hitters, and I'm going with pitchers. I'm
3: going with match searcher. I, I think this, and here's what it is. When you have a shortened season, you have to think about 60 games. Your starting pitcher is, is going to be at the premium. I think that the arms are going to be well-rested. They're going to be able to pitch more. And the batters are not going to have as many opportunities to see some of their pitches. And I think that Nationals roster, hmm. as far as pitching, is just going to be deal hard to deal with. And so when you get that... Max Scherzer is going to be a great opportunity, a great position to be um, for, for pitching. And listen, you see it. <laughs> I, mean, he, I mean, he can't get up with the speed, uh, the change-ups, all of that. I, I've been impressed his entire career, and so I, I'm excited to see the Nationals, my hometown Washington Nationals, as they get into this season. Hometown?
0: Oh. Okay. I'm from Washington, D.C. Yeah. Let's talk about this guy for a second, Cam Newton, the Patriots new quarterback was seen working out on Instagram yesterday. What do I always say, Nick? It's not a real workout if it's not on the gram. He had some choice uh, words is- during <laughs> this video. It is, you know it's what I say, it's what I do. He said, quote, I'm getting tired of being humble now. I'm getting tired of all this humble expletive because when you're humble, they start taking advantage of you. When you don't say nothing, they start taking advantage of you. But the hyenas can be doing all this. The elephants can be doing all of what they do. The giraffes, the antelopes, the chimpanzees, even the gorilla. But there is one expletive animal in the jungle. And when he roars, everything stops. And I'm about to expletive roar. Now, I don't know if I did the quote justice as it would have been done in his words. Uh, Zoo references aside, Nick, do you think so? Uh, What do you make about what Cam is saying here?
1: Listen, uh, I loved every part of that except for the (laughs) graphic of him in a Patriots jersey. And I'm just going to have to learn (laughs) to live with that. Uh, Listen, this should exactly be Cam's mindset. He handled the way the... He was the best player in the history of the Panthers franchise, and they did him dirty in the timing in which they released him, the messaging on it, all of it, which is one of the reasons he was out in the wilderness, so to speak, to continue the metaphor as long as he was. Oh, there we go. He then, all he could do is continue to put on Instagram videos showing how hard he's working and how healthy he is and what incredible shape he still is as he continues. I mean, he's one of the biggest freak athletes the league's ever seen at that position and yeah he shouldn't he shouldn't go into this season humble he he maybe was humbled but he shouldn't act humble he should act like cam bleeping newton a guy who every day for the last 15 years he's walked into a room and been like i'm the most talented guy here i'm the best looking guy here for the last decade i'm usually the richest guy here and carried himself as such And he's about to be carrying himself as a starting quarterback once again. And so I'm I'm on board with all of this in in its entirety, aside from the fact that Wilds, unfortunately, it's going to be happening in those gross Patriot uniforms.
2: Yeah, so Nick, when I'm on Fanatics a lot and looking for Cam uniforms. When I order one, do you should I send it to the office? You're Here's not going to the office; it's to your house. And do you want to sign for it, or can they just leave it outside your door? Because you're sounding a lot. No, like they can a leave it outside, fan. Brian. I'm glad we know they can leave it outside. We've got two Patriots fans. This is exactly what Cam Newton should do. He's an MVP, which means you look around, you look at your trophy, you say, you know what. I'm the best player in the world. I got my Heisman trophy. Like, you know what? I'm the best player in the world. And now I've got to listen to people on Instagram or people on the radio. Like, can Cam Newton even walk up a flight of stairs? Can Cam Newton throw a football? Is is Jared Stidham gonna start over Cam Newton? Cam Newton is gonna be is a superstar, and he needs to talk his expletive, as you would like to say, Jen, on the quote panel. And that's the way he's gonna thrive. <laughs> I cannot wait. We spent Too much of this show talking about Patrick Mahomes. We've got a true superstar in Cam Newton. I'm just over the moon. We're back on this topic, Brian.
3: (laughs) A true superstar. I love it. I love it. So when I think of Cam Newton throughout his career, in college as well as the NFL, I think of swag. I think of confidence. I think of a guy that has won a national championship, the number one um, draft pick. I think of a guy that was an MVP. He's played in the Super Bowl. And now I'm thinking about a guy that has a chip on his shoulder. And in each and every one of those videos, I see a guy that's working harder than he's ever worked, now that in, he's ready to go out there and prove people wrong. And I think, Nick, you're absolutely right. They did him wrong in Carolina. They made him the scapegoat for everything that happened down there. And now Cam is gonna be playing with the best coaches that he's ever uh, played with, and he has a chip on his shoulder. So when you combine talent with swagger, with confidence, with now a chip on your shoulder, right. and you're also the best coaches ever, Now I think that you have a successful player, and I I expect great things from Cam Newton, and I think him's going to continue to work harder and harder once he gets to New England as well. And so, Jenna, when I think about it, I'm excited for Cam, and I'm kind of excited for Kevin as well, just to see how he's going to react when Cam Newton's up there in New England. And Nick. Nick's a Patriots right. well, fan, guys,
2: too. So both of us. Nick's That's right, a Patriots
0: Nick. fan. Everyone's a Patriots fan. Now. L- let me let me ask you this, you guys. Clearly, Cam Newton is laser-focused. We see it on Instagram. He passed his physical. Clearly, he's healthy. But yet, there's this floating thought out there, and there are articles written, and people are talking it, There's it, topics of conversation that are actually out there, that Cam Newton, within the Patriots organization, is not a lock to start. I just wonder, Nick, how you feel about that, and if you think there's any truth to it.
1: Here's how I feel about it, because I've been in this position, these writers and reporters are. It it reminds me of the situation I was in with Kevin Durant's first year in Golden State. So I'm on television the day Kevin Durant signs with Golden State, and I have the hottest of takes, (laughs) and I really believed it. it. Still part of me still does. They shouldn't have signed him. Should have kept Harrison Barnes. Won 73 games. Why change anything? <laughs> and I was so That's married that to that take that it then metastasized yeah. itself to head of the NBA finals. <laughs> Cavs in five. <laughs> Not just Cavs are going to win. Cavs are going to uh, trounce them. You know why? Because wow. they're worse uh. than they were. And, so, and then yeah. I ended up being an idiot. And so what has happened is yeah. folks like my <laughs> friend Tom Curran, like the writer of The Athletic, who were like, oh, the Patriots would never sign Cam. Well, now they have. So now the take is metastasized to, well, maybe he's not going (laughs) to beat out Jared Stidham. Can you imagine? Can you imagine (laughs) writing that, saying that, believing that? He's not going to beat out Jared Stidham? What, Uh, have they been watching this show too much? The Javelin Wilds? Like, that's what it is. (laughs) But Westbrook, it's just guys trying to protect their own take, I believe, Brian.
3: (sighs) You know what I think
1: this is? I think this is Bill Belichick trying
3: to get a hungry Cam, a guy that isn't humble, a guy that's ready to go out there and earn that starting spot. To me, this is Bill Belichick, and we all understand how Bill Belichick controls things up there in New England, but this is making sure, this is him making sure that the Cam Newton that comes in is ready to start right away, that he's hungry, that he's worked his butt off, and they're also saying, hey, Jerry Stidham's better than you, just by the way, you know, just come in and maybe you'll be the second string, third string, and Jerry Stidham is going to be better than you. He's going to start in front of you. And now Cam Newton has the ability to go out there, work his butt off all offseason long, and then come in hungry and not so humble out there in New England. To me, this is Bill Belichick getting a better player, a more aggressive player, a guy that now is going to have his swagger and his confidence back with a chip on his shoulder, Kevin.
2: I mean, I mean, I, I, I like that take, Brian. That is a good take, speaking of, Nick. Look, Cam's going to start week one. We'll see if Tua starts. If Tua starts, Belichick's 12-0 and against rookie quarterbacks. That's a W. If Ryan Fitzpatrick starts, we have a revenge game against Ryan Fitzpatrick. We need that game, too. <laughs> so week one, we're good. Cam's going to probably start 16 games. Or if we go to the Super Bowl, it'll be 19 games, depending on if we get the bye. Right, Nick?
1: Okay, all right. That's, uh, you're just always a bridge too far. <laughs> just a bridge too far, Joe. Just too far.
0: We, we, we got to go. Brian Westbrook, thank you so much. Fun show today, guys. August 13th, half birthday. Have a great day. Stay safe, everyone.
1: August 13th.